Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway back for a new year, 2017. Getting kicked off with the bang. Uh, it is officially Banuary right here on the HBCU Report. What? What is Banuary? Oh, you didn't? Oh, well, okay. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to know. I just made up Banuary. All right. What, what Banuary is, of course, we are in the month of January. We have the Honda Battle of the Bands coming up uh, January 28th. Uh, 3 o'clock at the Georgia Dome, the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands. And so I just kind of combined the two because we'll be previewing uh, the Honda Battle of the Bands uh, each week leading up to the event right here on the show. And so I just kind of, you know, play on words, banuary. Yeah, well, like I said, it, it works for me. Hopefully, hopefully it works for you. All right. Uh, and coming up uh, on January 28th, we have uh, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Alcorn State, Benedict, uh, Bethune-Cookman, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern, and Winston-Salem State all going to be at the Georgia Dome uh, for the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Band. So that's what Banuary is. So happy Banuary to you and yours. If you are um, respective, um, uh, institution of higher learning, a uh, university band is being represented uh, or is representing in the Honda Battle of the Bands. Big shouts out to you. And if your band wasn't selected, hey man, you need to step it up. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's good to be back for uh, another year. Um, the last time uh, we were with you guys, we were previewing. Uh, the second annual Celebration Bowl, the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl, uh, where we saw Grambling State University uh, take on North Carolina Central University in a game that was really, really, really good. Really good. Uh, shouts out to Grambling State. Uh, came out on the winning end. 10-9 was the final score uh, in the Celebration Bowl, and Grambling State back on top of the HBCU football nation, if you will. And uh, Broderick Fobbs and his coaching staff did a phenomenal job. And big shouts out to Jerry Mack and his coaching staff and uh, his athletes over there at North Carolina Central. Uh, they played one heck of a game. You know, the, the real deal was the officiating was a little suspect. I can't even lie. Now, I, I won't get fined or I won't have to sit down with anybody if I say it. But the but the man, it was a, a lot of crazy officiating going on. Uh, and that game, but uh, big shouts out to both programs. Did really well. The TV ratings uh, actually went up in comparison to last year. Uh, the numbers were uh, slightly down at the Georgia Dome. Uh, but here, here's my thing, and uh, I won't, you know, dwell on this too long because uh, you know it's the past. But you know, I always like to look to the future because you know I like to think of myself as a progressive thinker, if you will, and. You know, the one thing about this event, it is a phenomenal event. Big shouts out to ESPN for backing this event, uh, uh for making it happen. Uh but but here's the thing, and, and I'm not I'm not gonna uh go go, you know, into the whole thing about all four of the, the major conferences uh, the HBCU conferences need to be included. Not not even gonna go there. Um but they do need to be included, but in a different way. You know, if you listen, you know, to this show in any of its forms, you know, uh, right here on Spreaker.com or um, 
uh, or when I was on CBS Radio's 1380 WAOK doing this show, uh, if you listen, um, you know I've always pushed for uh, some type of playoff. I, I've done it the past few weeks right here on this show. Um, you know, push for a playoff where we could see Sweat, Mia, S-I-A-C-C-I-A-A, uh, possibly go head-to-head for a national championship, okay? Um, but this event is a celebration bowl. It's the celebration bowl. It's a celebration of HBCU football, of HBCU athletics, which in my mind means that it should, well, it, it should reflect just that the celebration of the HBCU lifestyle of the HBCU community. Well, here's the thing. The HBCU community is more than just the two schools representing in the football game. And yeah, while well, I saw some sprinkles of some, some other people, I saw some folks I knew from Alabama and I saw a couple folks from Bama state. I, I saw some folks with their fam, gear on representing, you know, but, it, but again, this was only, it wasn't even a handful. I could probably count each of these schools that were representing on, on one hand, maybe. You know, it would just, it would be so awesome if there was some kind of way that all of these schools could be included. I mean, maybe you sell some tickets or, or give them uh, some tickets at the school so that the, that the kids will come or you got to figure out a way to to and make every HBCU feel included so that we can truly celebrate. You know, this is something that could that could be done. And the Georgia Dow, well, it'll be moving to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the home of the new home of the Atlanta Falcons uh next football season. But this is an event that if 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 it's truly a celebration, if we're truly going to celebrate the HBCU community, the lifestyle, the athletics, the bands, all of that, everything that is HBCU, there has to be a way that these universities or the alumni chapters, if you will, for these respective universities, maybe here, right here in Metro Atlanta or the surrounding areas, have to be included. You know, Bama State needs a section. AM needs a section. FAMU needs a section. Arkansas Pine Bluff. You get what I'm saying? Or maybe just a SWAC section and a MEAC section. And then you just have all the folks from the different universities sitting in, the, in, in their conference section. And again, SIAC, CIAA, include everybody. You know, have sections. So then every university or every conference can, can represent and truly celebrate. I'm telling you, this thing, I, I promise you, I'm not just blowing smoke. Every university wants to feel like they're a part of this, even though their teams might not be playing. So that's how you do it. You got to create sections and sell those tickets. Give those tickets away. I mean, you can get you can give some tickets away. I, I'm sorry. You can give some tickets away. Every ticket doesn't have to be sold. The Atlanta Falcons, while the Atlanta Falcons, you know, ha- have, you know, thousands of fans in the stadium week in and week out. They give a they give away a lot of tickets. I mean, that's just something that you're gonna have to do. But that's it. You know, I just wanted to say that little piece. 
You know, I'm not trying to recreate the wheel and be like, oh, yeah, next year you got to have a four-team playoff. No. All I'm saying is everybody needs to be included so that we can truly celebrate. And this thing will be beautiful on ESPN or on ABC. It'll be beautiful. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Uh, We are powered by SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. In addition to Spreaker, you can also hear the HBCU Report via iTunes, uh, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play Music for Android. Yeah, I just had to. I just had to get that out, man. A lot of things going on in the uh, the HBCU sports world uh, since we last uh, joined you. Uh, Robert Mathis announced his retirement from the National Football League after a, a lengthy career. Uh, and actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dig up uh, the interview I did with Robert Mathis. Uh, maybe, maybe two. It was. Two or three years ago, it was an interview that I did with him. Uh, and, you know, we just, I mean, just talked about, you know, his, his, his uh, roots. He grew up right here uh, in Atlanta where this show originates from. Uh, he attended uh, McNair High School. Uh, from McNair High School, he went to Alabama A&M. Uh, and, and Alabama uh, A&M was actually the only school to actually offer Robert Mathis uh, a football scholarship. And so after he went to Alabama and I mean, you know, the rest is history. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to dig that interview up and I'm uh, going to put it up on sportsnewsandbrews.com uh, and also Spreaker. So you can go back and I uh, hear Rob, as they call him, that's my boy right there, uh, 14 seasons uh, with, with the Indianapolis Colts. Man, that's crazy. It doesn't even seem like it's been that long. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to dig that interview up. But big shouts out to Robert Mathis. Uh, a long, lengthy career. Uh, you know, a few things happen right there at the end, you know, that he might not want to have to relive or talk about. But uh, overall, you know, damn good football player. You know, good dude. All of that. Um, also, this week, uh, Cam Newton's little brother. I don't know if you know about um, Kalen Newton, but uh, Cam Newton's little brother is uh you know one of the top football players here in, in Metro Atlanta uh, actually threw for over three thousand yards uh, thirty three touchdowns this past football season um, toted the rock ninety two times for over a thousand yards and thirteen touchdowns uh, for Grady High School uh, he actually committed to Howard this week so big shouts out to Howard that now see that's the kind of um, injection if you will the HBCU sports need because this kid can ball. So we'll see how it works out for him uh, at Howard. But, uh, yeah, I mean, God. You know, I don't know all the teams that were actually uh, uh, going after this guy. But um, I know he was a baller. I know he was in the newspaper every week. I know he was on, uh, we have this thing called High Five Sports here in Atlanta. Yeah. They always featured uh, Kalen Newton. So uh, big shouts out to him. Big shouts out to Howard University as well. Um uh, well, I'm just glad to be back, man. You know, uh, going to get back into the swing of things. It's been crazy. Uh, trying to get back into, you know, the routine, having, uh, taken a few weeks off that were much needed, man. I took, I took a few weeks off from everything. I can't lie. I had a nice little vacation from work. 
you know, nice little vacation from reality, everything. I mean, I just totally chilled out. So how uh, we're back and, uh, you know, the old cliche back and better than ever. I hate to use that, but uh, that's what I feel like we're doing right now. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU report. Uh, coming up uh, on this week's uh, edition of the HBCU report um, here in uh, the next few weeks, as I mentioned, uh, January 28th, uh, the 15th edition of the Hunter Battle of the Bands gets underway, and it is officially Banuary. 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 Right here on the uh, HBCU report. And so uh, we're going to kick off our preview uh, of the Honda Battle of the Bands. Uh, Professor H.O.A. Johnson, uh, the director of bands at Benedict College, the Marching Tigers Band of Distinction, uh, will be making their first appearance at the Honda Battle of the Bands uh, January 28th. Uh, then Carlton Wright, the director of bands at Alabama Anum University, uh, the Marching Maroon and White, uh, who've been to Atlanta many a times to participate in the Honda Battle of the Bands, will be making uh, their return. And so we'll talk with Carlton. And uh, next week... We have two college all-star games coming up, the Dream Bowl and the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl, which take place in Virginia Beach. And so the CEO of Cutting Edge Sports, uh, the host of both of these games, Neil Malvone, joins us when we return right here on the HBCU Report. We are powered by SportsNewsBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And we will be right back after these words. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook. At HBCU Report, this is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report being heard via Spreaker.com. We are powered by SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source of sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Rob Calloway here with you. And uh, we have a, a, a big event. Well, two big events coming up um, next weekend. Um, the Dream Bowl and the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl. And here to talk about it is Neil Malvone. He is the CEO of Cutting Edge Sports Management. They host both events. Uh, first of all, Neil, welcome to the HBCU Report. Rob, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your program today. Not a problem, man. So um, your company um, hosts two All-Star games uh, during the MLK weekend. You have the Dream Bowl, as I just mentioned, and then the Spirit of America Bowl. Uh, for those in our listening audience that are strangers to these uh, games, uh, just kind of explain the difference between the two. 
Sure. Thanks a lot, Rob. Uh, basically, the uh, Dream Bowl, we are now entering into our fifth season. This is Dream Bowl 5. And uh, the Dream Bowl is an all-star game for FCS, D2, and D3 uh, players from across the country. Uh, the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl, it's our inaugural game. And this game is solely for HBCU players. Uh, right now, we've got over 100 players committed to playing in the game from uh, the Division One programs and the SWAC and the MEAC uh, all the way down in the NAIA. So uh, both games are taking place over Martin Luther King weekend, and both will showcase the great talent we have across the country in college football. So how receptive have the coaches and players been uh, to the opportunity that games, these two games in particular provide? Well, uh, that's a great question, Rob. We've, uh, we've encountered almost no uh, pushback at all. Uh, we have great uh, coaches who are volunteering their time for both games, uh, specifically the HBCU game. Uh, coach Patterson from Wagner College and, and Coach uh, Jones from Shaw University are our head coaches. And, and then their staffs are filled with coaches from all around the H- HBCU college landscape. Uh, they're all excited. They're all ready to roll next Tuesday and Wednesday when they start checking in. And uh, we've, we've been very fortunate. As I said earlier, we have over 100 players committed to coming. Uh, so that tells us that there's a lot of interest in the game. You know, having gone to an HBCU, I think it's you know pretty awesome that uh, your company is providing a, another platform for HBCU athletes uh, to gain a little bit more exposure in, in both the Dream Bowl and the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl. Not only just the HBCU athletes, but uh, FCS, Division Two, II, Division Three, and on down. Uh, but I've got to ask you, you know, in, in an in an age where so many people are infatuated, you know, with the bigger schools, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the LSU's, the Ohio State's. What attracted you uh, to the FCS levels, Division Two, II, Division Threes? Uh, a few years back, before I started the Dream Bowl, I wasn't really a big football guy. I kind of knew what was on Saturday afternoons, but beyond that, I wasn't a big college football uh, fan. And then uh, I met a friend of mine, uh, Coach Jordan Neal from Hendricks College out in Arkansas, and he started telling me what 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 they do at the Division Three level. And I said, geez, these guys work harder, if not hard, you know, maybe harder than their Division I counterparts because they don't have all the amenities, all the luxuries, all the benefits that go with a Division I program. And I decided that I wanted to create an event for them to recognize not only their talent, but, but celebrate their journey through football, uh, from Pee Wee, uh, Pop Warner, all the way up to college. These guys are busting it. They've been working their, their tails off, and I thought they deserved that recognition. And so what we did is when we created the game, we wanted to recognize them, showcase their talents, but we also wanted to celebrate them. So the families are a big part of our weekend. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a tremendous banquet. Uh, we have a, a lot of activities for the family. They're, they're as involved in the event as the players. And for us, that was a big piece of it was honoring them, and celebrating them at the same time. This is the HBCU Report. We are powered by SportsNewsAndBrews.com. On the line with us is Neil Malvone. He is the CEO of Cutting Edge Sports Management. Uh, they host the upcoming Dream Bowl and the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl. Uh, the events get underway January 12th through the 16th uh, at the Virginia Beach Sports Complex. Uh, so, Neil, let me ask you, man, um, in your opinion, how important are games like these to, to help 
uh, players from those less, lesser known schools and also, uh, those smaller HBCUs, uh, get exposure, uh, and on the radar of pro scouts. Because, you know, especially when you talk about HBCUs, uh, outside of the, the big four, the, the SWAC, the MEAC, the CIAA, and the SIAC, you know, you have a, a, a group of, uh, HBCU schools that really don't get that much attention. So how important are games like this? Well, you know, Rob, the, the, the thing is, is that this, this kind of an event is, is vital to their, uh, to, to getting their exposure. We, we had a success story last year, which really was the impetus for creating the HBCU game. Last year, Chester Rogers from Grambling played in the Dream Bowl. Um, he was a walk-on at Grambling. He was one of the last players to commit to our game last year. And lo and behold, he had such a great week at the Combine, at the practices, that the scouts in attendance, uh, you know, they recognized. They saw his name. They said, we got to get more information on him. He was invited to a couple of camps. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts signed him as an undrafted free agent immediately after the draft was over. And what did Chester do? All he did was knock their socks off all summer in the preseason games, made the roster. He's the fourth receiver on the team, moving up to the third spot on occasion. He's their punt returner. So, a story like Chester is the reason why we decided to create the HBCU game, especially to give these guys who aren't playing every Saturday on television, whose names are not on the back of their jerseys, the opportunity to showcase what we believe is equal or better talent than a lot of the Division One programs out there. Without even thinking about it, 10 years from now, what do you want the legacy of both of these games to be? Well, 10 years from now, I would like to, uh, to see our games um, on par with the Shrine Game, on par with the Senior Bowl, where we are getting uh, the, the quality of player uh, that that the NFL teams are uh, are saying, that, you know, this is a, a one-stop place to get that talent. Uh, we have 13 NFL teams already committed to coming, five CFL teams uh, to come this week. Um, so we're, we're on that path and on that trajectory. But ultimately, I would like my game to be mentioned in the same sentence as the Senior Bowl in the Shrine Game. Absolutely. He is Neil Malvone, CEO of Cutting Edge Sports Management, host of the Dream Bowl and the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl. The events get underway January 12th through the 16th at the Virginia Beach Sports Complex. Neil, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and we'll definitely be keeping tabs uh, on these games. And uh, for all of our uh, folks out there interested in possibly attending, uh, give the folks your information. Rob, I appreciate it very much. If anybody needs more information, please check out our website, streambowl.net and hbcusoabowl.com uh, for more ticket information, game information, and uh, if they have any questions, they can email me from those sites as well. Absolutely. Neil, thank you so much, man. My pleasure. Thank you, Rob. No problem, Neil. Appreciate you for joining us on the show. All right, so as I mentioned at the uh, very beginning of the show, this is the kickoff of Banuary. Banuary? What is that? Well, it's a play on January and band. Of course, we have the Honda Battle of the Bands coming up right here in the ATL. The 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands, by the way, coming up uh, in just weeks at the Georgia Dome. January 28th is the date. Uh, 3 o'clock, the event gets underway. Bama State, Alcorn State, Benedict College, Bethune-Cookman, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern, Winston-Salem State, and also Alabama A&M University. 
Oh, man, it's going to be a great event. And so uh, coming up uh, in just a few, we're going to officially kick off Banuary with Carlton Wright of Alabama A&M. He is the uh, director of bands for the Alabama A&M University Marching Maroon and White. And then uh, we have Professor H. Wade Johnson, the director of bands at Benedict College. You know, the Marching Tiger Band of Distinction will be making their first appearance at the Honda uh, coming up January 28th. And so we'll talk to him as well. All of that and more coming up on this edition of the HBCU Report. We are powered by SportsNewsBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway here. We are powered by SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And as I've been mentioning, uh, this show is the official kickoff of Banuary. Now, what is Banuary? I know this sounds crazy to some of y'all folks, but uh, of course, the Honda Battle of the Bands, the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands happens January 28th, 3 o'clock at the Georgia Dome. This is the last year that the event will be at the Georgia Dome. It'll be at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, the new home of the Atlanta Falcons next year. And uh, right now, we're being joined on the line by uh, the director of one of the bands that will be participating in the Honda. Uh, this year, we have Alabama State, Maya Lester. Institution of Higher Learning, um, Alcorn State, Bethune-Cookman, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern, Winston-Salem State, Alabama A&M University, and Benedict Colleges, uh, Marching Tigers, Band of Distinction. And joining us right now is Professor H. Wade Johnson. Uh, first of all, Prof. Johnson, uh, thank you for joining us on the HBCU Report. Greetings and salutations, Brother Rob. It's an honor, man, to hear from you and to be able to do this with you, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, this is your your first year at at Benedict College. So uh, tell us a little bit about how how your first year went down. Uh, It was a wonderful experience. You know, we as band band directors, we think everything is always wonderful. No, you don't. um, No, you don't. I've been a band student. No, you don't. (laughs) Look here. I'm, a, I'm an optimist, my brother. Everything, uh, I like uh, my my um my motto in life is life is grand. But anywho, um, I have to first of all uh, give re- reference to the former director of bands, the late Professor Herman Jones. Absolutely. Who, uh, you know, uh, yes, uh, he passed away and everything, and we were blessed to be able to step in and continue the job that he has done well for the past ten years. And what happened was uh, upon my arrival. 
we just kind of put things in place. Um, uh, we, we, we started recreating a culture. And uh, our thing is with bands, I mean, you know how we are, discipline and order. Mm-hmm. There's two things that, that we must have. So we, um, we started there. Uh, although we only lost about 43 kids, <laughs> we, still, <laughs> we, still ended up, we still ended up pretty good, brother. That, that, and it's such a blessing because, um, you know, re- I'm really from, I grew up in South Carolina. So I consider myself being back home. Absolutely. Now, you know, that's what discipline to do, man. Discipline has been known to run off a hundred students out the band, man. You know, you know, <laughs> like if it's the right discipline. Oh, yeah. boy, a uh, 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 hit dog a holler, as they say. Um, Hello. Yeah, man. Uh, but but so tell me a little bit about yourself, man, uh, and, and your background. I know you're a professional musician, uh, but but where did you where did you um, go to college and, and, and what got you into wanting to be a band director? Oh, my gosh, boy. The short story is this. A football injury in high school my senior year. I, I couldn't play football anymore, but I still wanted to get in the game street. So I noticed that the marching band would march through the gate. But here's the catch. Man, those guys ate free, and they played music. They sounded pretty good. So what I decided to do, uh, the band director at the time, my high school band director, Lionel Mackie Thomas, I was the last person that actually asked to get in the band. And, man, I worked hard, and he, he was such a tough guy. But I promised him, I said, if you give me a chance, I'll do well. Da, 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 da. But, you know, it, it was a gift from God, man. I got to say that the gift of music was instilled in me, and I thank God for that. So what happened, I got in the band real late. I'm a late bloomer, so to speak. And that, the rest is history, because what happened, he took me to my album, my first album model, because he's also an, uh, he also matriculated at South Carolina State in Orangeburg, South Carolina. He took me there for the first time. And let me tell you, Rob, I could not believe that people did that all at the same time. So I was so, I was so impressed. I told him, I said, I got to go there. Um, I had a full scholarship to attend another institution. Uh, but what happened was when I saw that band in South Carolina State, the Marching 101, I lost my mind. He prepared me for the audition. I was blessed to pass the audition. And so I, my first uh, stint was there at South Carolina State where I got my Bachelor of Science degree in instrumental music education. And then I went back to South Carolina State and got a master's degree in, second, in secondary counseling. But I wanted to get my master's in music. So then I went to Bandicoot College of Music in Chicago, Illinois, and got that. And, man, it's been nothing but blessings uphill, uphill, uphill. But the gift, like I said, it's a gift. Uh, there are there are people who have the gift of music, and there are some people who have the learning the learning part. I am blessed to be um, blessed with both, and uh, that's basically what has um, what has been my uh, my my path and my travels into the band world. Actually, I really wanted to be now. This is gonna blow your mind. I actually wanted to be a professional running back for the Washington Redskins. No, that don't blow my mind. I mean, that just sounds like they just, and they just. That's a real I dream. Ended up, <laughs> I ended up being a, uh, being the brass coordinator for the Washington Redskins marching band, man, for, for eight years. 
Now, you, oh, I am so glad that you brought that up, you know, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were a part of that. But, hey, this is this has been, you know, me and my buddies. I mean, because, dude, I've been in the band since uh been, a, you know, uh, uh, associated with my instrument since I was in the sixth grade. Right. Since I was 11. And, you know, yes. the, the one thing about it is, you know, you go through elementary school, you, you go through uh, high school. And at the time it was five years high school when I was in high school. Um, and then, you know, you go to college and then after you graduate, if you don't become a band director or a professional musician, and then, the, then the, the music just kind of kind of ends, you know, and, and, yes, and, you know, we always, you know, joke and laugh like, man, it'd be so cool if it was like a draft, you know, where coming out of high school yeah. or college, you know, you know, a team yeah. could draft you into their band. But, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins are the one NFL franchise that, you know, they have a, a, a group of, of, of musicians that, that gather together every Sunday and, uh, you know, and hail to the Redskins. How, you know, how was how was that experience? And, and, you know, as a musician, would you like to see, you know, maybe some other NFL teams, you know, pick up that tradition? I really would. I really would love to see that because it also enhances on the competition with the NFL team. And mind you, the uh, Baltimore Ravens—they have a marching band. But uh, with the with the Redskins marching band, we have had people uh, all across section: doctors, lawyers, military guys, and we've had people in the, that's in the, mar- in the in the Redskins marching band. That has been there 40, 50, and 60 years, my brother. Oh, man. See, see, they. That's amazing. That sounds like the, they were the same ones that were in the band when they were like 30, still in the college band, the university band. Hey. They were <laughs> Look here, man. Can't get enough. Can't get enough, my brother. Oh, yeah. You always go have, uh, you always go have those, uh, those, those bandsmen. You know, you always go have it, but you know, that's what, that, that's what makes the band, you know, the band world go round, as they say. Exactly. Yep. This is, uh, the HBCU report. Rob Calloway on the line with H. Wade Johnson. He is the, the director of bands at Benedict College, uh, the Marching Tigers Band of the Distinction. Uh, we'll have the the privilege of taking part in the fifteenth annual Honda Battle of the Bands, January twenty eighth, uh, three o'clock uh, from the Georgia Dome. Now I have I have to tell you, uh, Prof, I, I saw a video of, of when uh-huh. you made the announcement to the band uh, that they would yes, be sir. participating in, in the Honda. Now uh, it looked pretty exciting to me on the video, uh, but but right there making that announcement, you know, how proud were you to 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 let the the the, the band know? that they had made it and you know what was the 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 excitement level really like you know in real time let me tell you that 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 everybody saw on the facebook man does not compare to the way the kids feel because the hard work that they put in and mind you we were we were thinking when um when we took the realm at uh, benedict college home of the pcbot we thought that it would have taken us about three years to really be prepared to make that mark. But we were so blessed, man, that we got the call the first year in, and the kids were ecstatic because we kept telling them, we worked them so hard. I have to admit, we worked them to the bone, to the bone, sales and bones. But we told them, we said, hey, if you guys listen to what we're trying to teach you and what we're trying to do to become ambassadors, not just in the band world, but ambassadors in life and representing Benedict College. And uh, myself and my assistant director, uh, Mr. Ronald Green, man, we had a time with those kids. And they listened. They took everything in. They understood. And all, if you can see, all of the hard work paid off. 
And when we made that announcement, man, they they were so ecstatic. And if you if you listen to it, I had to kind of try to whistle in the background to try to calm them down because of the celebration that they had. It was such an honor for not just us, but such an honor for the kids, especially the upper classmen. You know who went through who went through the, the uh, attended the funeral of uh, Professor Jones and all of that stuff. And you know because it was really kind of rough when we first got there. Because, you know, the kids were in mourning and whatnot, and they didn't know who we were. So they had to learn a whole new schematic in terms of these new directors. And it was it was wonderful. The hard work has paid off, and we are thankful for that. Yeah, man, and I can hear the uh, enthusiasm in your voice, and, and that goes that goes a long way. You know, I... I I can remember, you know, as a bandsman. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm seasoned, but I'm not that old. Um, you know, like, you know, I, I, I just wish, you know, that that there had been an event like the Honda um, had been around back in the '90s, the the mid to late '90s yeah, when, yeah. when I was at, at Alabama yeah. State University, because you know, it's it's the ultimate platform. You know, I, I tell folks all yes, the time, uh, you know, for a band to to make that eight. You know that that is uh, uh, num- number one. You, you in a, a a good number, uh, but yes, sir. but you are on you're one of eight. It's only eight bands that that get to the yes. showcase, and not only showcase, but this is the ultimate recruiting tool. You know, being yes, being right here in Atlanta, where it's uh, thousands of band students and people, you know, from different states, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, they all come to the Georgia Dome for this event. Um, not, you know, exactly. and, and exactly. so it's the ultimate recruiting tool. So for, for those, uh, pers- per, uh, prospective students that, you know, might not be familiar with Benedict College right now, you know, what, give, give them a word. Okay. Benedict College was founded in, uh, 1870. Uh, the Benedict College Band, uh, much band of distinction has been in existence for, oh, since 1990. One of the, uh, premier, um, the person that actually gave that name, the uh, March Tiger Band of Distinction, is uh, Dr. Sean. Dr. Sean. Matter of fact, Ike Bell was a part of that. But anyway, um, those guys renamed the band because I, before then in the history, they were just the Benedict College Marching Band. I got to so, stop um, you. I got to stop you, Prof. I got to stop you. Dude, yeah. you, know, you know this history like you like they've been taking you to shop, man. Did they take you to well, shop? Well, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you the kind of guy that I am. I don't like walking into any situation without knowing. So it was almost, I, I dug in the, um, I, uh, one of the other staff members was one of the original members, uh, brother, um, Ricardo Payton. He was from the first dynasty. So he actually sat me down and gave me an education on the history of the band. And let me tell you, in, uh, in, in order to be a part of something, if you don't know its history, then you may have some issues in terms of continuing or uh, making sure that that it moves in a direction where it's going to be successful. And see, that's our that's our thing. We always strive for the highest and we strive to be successful in all that we do. So therefore, I had to do the research to find out the history of the band in order to continue and to maintain or to move to another level of existence where, you know, the Honda Battle of the Band, Super Bowl of Bands, my brother. And I looked at it, I looked at it like that. I respect that hard to battle the bands. And in the 15th year, we were, we were uh, asked to come and participate. And then this is our first year in, in the history of the band. Man, we have to, we have to be successful. So 
therefore we that's why we continue to work hard. If you know, I'm 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 always hyped. I'm like this all the time, man. I don't know. I just you know, I love what I do, it's a blessing. So um with with that being said, man, we are so grateful that we are part of uh this and you know what? We probably will be the smallest group, but that has nothing to do with quality. And I tell people all the time, it's not about numbers, it's about the quality of your production. Yep. And if everybody if everybody is playing, if everybody's if everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, the show will always be wonderful. Yeah, man. And like I said, I, I hear the enthusiasm, so I know that I know how I know how the uh the whatever whatever the band director swag is, it transfers to the band. I, you know, yes, what's the saying? Yeah, the saying is um, the band is indicative of its director. Absolutely. Uh, look, man, I can't wait uh, to get to meet you in person uh, at the end of the month uh, for the Hundred Battle of sure. the Bands. And uh, you know, you guys, um, you keep practicing hard, man. Keep you know, keep doing your thing. So, so when you get to Atlanta. You, you know, like I said, it, it's a it's a great platform to be on, and it and it's definitely uh, probably the number one recruiting tool in HBCU uh, HBCU bands. Yes, sir. Yeah, so yes, it is. Um, uh, Professor H. Wade Johnson, director of bands, uh, Benedict College, the Marching Tigers Band of Distinction. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys uh, January twenty eighth at the George Dorman. Thank you so much for joining us on the HBCU report. We appreciate you too, brother Rob, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again. I'll see you on the twenty eighth, if not before, my brother. Absolutely, man. All right, great stuff right there from Professor H. Wade Johnson, director of bands, Benedict College, the Marching Tigers Band of Distinction, going to be in the house January twenty eighth, three o'clock. George Dome is where you got to be for the fifteenth edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands. And fifteen years says a whole lot about this product the fact that the fans have been so receptive and continue to come in year in and year out and no matter what bands make make the final eight you know it's always a packed house and it's always a great event so big shouts out to honda uh, for putting on this event you know being a bandsman myself i remember when the whole battle of the bands phenomenon began um i, I can remember uh, it was high school at, at the time and uh, there were Battle of the Bands all throughout the South, Southeast, Southwest. And uh, some of those events have come and gone. But uh, in 15 years, uh, representing uh, the HBCU band uh, community uh, and still going strong. It says a whole lot about this product. So, again, uh, shouts out to Honda. Uh, coming up on the other side, uh, we will talk with Carlton Wright, my main man, the director of bands for Alabama A&M University's Marching Maroon and White. They will be uh, participating in the 15th annual Honda Battle of the Bands. And so we'll see uh, what's going on up on the hill when we check in with Carlton Wright. Coming up on the other side right here on the HBCU Report, we are being heard via Spreaker.com. In addition to Spreaker, you can also hear the HBCU Report via iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play Music for Android. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. 
So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report, being heard via Spreaker.com. We are powered by SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Uh, Rob Calloway continuing. Uh, Banuary. Yeah, you know, we officially kicked off Banuary uh, on this week's show. And what is Banuary? For those of you that might have missed the, the first few minutes of the show, I introduced what Banuary is. Well, we have the Honda Battle of the Bands taking place January 28th. No football going on. Nobody's really paying attention to college basketball. So it's Banuary. I mean, you know, here it is. You got the uh, eight top bands uh, right now in the uh, HBCU ranks going uh, head-to-head. January 28, 3 o'clock at the Georgia Dome. Uh, Alabama State, Alcorn, Benedict, Bethune, Cookman, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern, Winston-Salem State, and... Alabama A&M University. And right now we're being joined on the line by Carlton Wright. He is the director of bands for the Alabama A&M Marching Maroon and White. Uh, Carlton, first of all, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Thank you, Rob. It's always good talking to you, man. Always great. Absolutely, man. So uh, this is the, the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands. Um, you know, uh, a lot of uh, things are... You know, being said about this one, uh, a lot of good bands in this one. Four, four of the eight bands uh, represent the SWAC, so that's always a good thing. You know, if you're a SWAC baby, you know, if, if you represent the SWAC. Um, you right. got Benedict College. It'll be a lot of people's first chance to see uh, Benedict College. Also, Alcorn, a lot of folks haven't uh, had the opportunity to see Alcorn. I mean, in my many years as a SWAC bandsman, I never saw Alcorn, so... Wow. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, and Texas Southern as well. You know, a lot of folks here in Atlanta, uh, haven't seen Texas Southern. So it's going to be a, a, a lot of good bands participating, uh, in this year's event. Uh, but let's talk about your band, the Marching Maroon and White. Uh, you know, the last time I had the opportunity to see the, uh, MMW, uh, was at the, uh, Magic City Classic in Birmingham. And you guys, you know, did a phenomenal job in the stands, uh, on the field, had a great show. Um, how would you grade the 2016-2017 uh, edition of the MMW? Well, first of all, before I do that, I want to congratulate all the other bands and their uh, great directors for making it to the Honda Battle of the Bands. It's a great honor, especially coming into the 15th uh, Honda Battle of the Bands. But uh, as far as uh, as far as our uh, program, MMW, Martin Maroon and White, uh, I think our kids are, are doing a great job buying into the program, doing what we asked them to do. We still have some bumps in the road, just like every other program does, I'm sure. Uh, but work hard at sure that we get our point across and the kids are following our directives and that, uh, you know, everybody is having fun. That, that's the big thing about it. No sense in working hard and not having any fun in the process. So uh, if I had to give us a grade, I'd give us a, uh, high B or low A. Uh, I'm I'm really hard on on myself and I can uh, go for that. Band as well. So you know we we just we just try to improve, find somewhere to improve every day because there is a lot of places that we need to improve. Improve. Yeah, but I can go for yeah. that. Great, I can go for that. Low A, high B. I mean, you guys look really good, man. I mean, but you know, just like I always tell people, even when you at the highest level, it's always room for improvement. You know, because once you're at Absolutely. the top, there's only one place to go, and that's at the bottom. So. 
You can follow very quick if you're not careful. <laughs> hey, you better tell them, man. <laughs> hey, one year. Everything could change in one year. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, the the Magic City Classic, as I just mentioned, is always like a, a yearly highlight for both A&M and for Bama State. Uh, but outside of the Classic, um, what's another memorable moment uh, from the season that, that you know uh, that comes to mind for you? But it's always uh, homecoming. It's great to see our alumni come back and fellowship with the band, and uh, they have such a great time. And um, this is my fourth campaign uh, starting the March of Maroon and White this year, and this was the first year that we actually placed an alumni band on the field. Um, you know, my, my thing in coming in is that I didn't want to try to take on too much at one time. So uh, this was a year to add another uh, um, piece of the program, and that was to bring the alumni band back. So it, it's always great to see those guys, but this year, especially uh, the success of the alumni band, we had so many participate uh, to participate in that uh, venue. So we, we had a great time with that. Absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Carlton Wright. He is the director of bands uh, for the Alabama A&M University Marching Maroon and White. They'll uh, be one of the participants in the 15th annual Honda Battle of the Bands taking place January 28th, 3 o'clock at the Georgia Dome. As I've mentioned before, the final year for the Honda Battle of the Bands at the Georgia Dome, uh, they'll be moving to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the new home of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, which if, you know, for those of you in the listening audience, if you've not seen it, you've not been to Atlanta recently, uh, man, you got to go on Google or something because this thing is going to be uh, phenomenal. Uh, but back to this uh, Honda Battle of the Bands. Um, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Carlton, four of of the eight bands in, in this year's Honda represent the swag. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the bands and the swag? You know, I always say it. You know, well, for the past few years, that I think it's been it's been probably the most even out of all of the uh, HBCU conferences, the CIAA, SIAC, MEAC. You know, I, I, what are your thoughts? Well, it's like people in the SEC, they, they chant SEC at, at championship games and things like that. So I, I'm proud of the SWAC bands for uh, having a strong representation in the Honda Battle of the Band. So uh, the, the guys work hard every day. The, our students work hard. So uh, we, we're really proud to have uh, such a high representation of SWAC bands in this event. So I think you'll see a variety of, of different things from each band. Uh, each band has its own characteristics and has its own personality. So uh, I think that you'll enjoy seeing all of the bands, but in particular, you'll see the flavor that the swag can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you going to be watching Bama State Style Tuesday? <laughs> He's like, I snuck that in, don't you? <laughs> He is back on the Spire TV, buddy. You better believe it. You can't keep a good Aspire. Aspire TV. Yeah, you can't keep a good thing down, man. You can't you can't keep a good man down. You know you can't keep O down. You know that. <laughs> hey, you, you know, uh, I talked to James, I talked to Dr. Oliver today. James Oliver, the director of man at Alabama, Alabama State University. Uh, we spoke for about 15 or 20 minutes a day. So, yeah, I'm going to support my brother. You know, a lot of people think that just because um, Alabama State and, and Alabama A&M are two different places, they have a rivalry once a year in October. Uh, but, but between those times, we're friends all the time. Even up through that time, we're great friends, man. So, yeah, I'm going to support him. Well, both of y'all from Montgomery, man. 
Absolutely. That's yeah. my homeboy. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, but I know you like how I snuck that in on you. We talk about everything else, and I just, <laughs> just hit yeah, you, hit you, you know, with it. It, it, it kind of took me off guard there, but you know, I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, you my boy, man. You know, I, I know you a good sport. I know I can slide that in on you, you know. You, you, you snuck that one in on the like old girl snuck it in on Ronda last week. Did you see that? <laughs> that oh, man. man, that, man. Dang. Grand opening, grand closing, buddy. <laughs> I don't think $3 million. Well, I, I would have probably done it for $3 million, but golly, I would have put up a fight. Come on now. Hey, man, that was, that was a, a terrible uh, that, that was a terrible look for Ronda Rousey right there, man. Terrible. Well, somebody, you should, well, you should refund all that money to, to the uh, people that attended plus the pay-per-view audience. You should give all that money. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they paid for it. Because they paid just to see her. You're absolutely right. And it was on a Friday. So yeah, wow. so yeah, they definitely yeah. She needs to do something. But here's here's my prediction: somebody go get Ronda Rousey at this uh, Hunter Battle of the Bands, man. Somebody is. <laughs> I ain't, you know. I'm just saying. You know. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Carlton Wright. He is the director of bands for the Alabama and M University Marching Maroon and White. Um, January 28th, it goes down. Uh, the 15th edition of the Hunter Battle of the Bands. Alabama State, Alcorn, Benedict, Bethune, Cookman, North Carolina A and T, Texas Southern, Winston Salem, Alabama A and M. Now, uh, as we all know, Carlton, uh-huh. um, the Honda. Uh, is the the ultimate recruiting tool, or that's what I like to call it, when it comes to um, HBCU marching bands. Uh, and I right. know, and I know you. I know you one of these guys. I mean, I know you had a good time when you were in the band. I've heard stories. I know you. You know, you're legendary up there on the hill. Uh, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, you know, band is all you know, fun and good. You know, but at the end of the day, you you know, you get that scholarship money, and it's supposed to pay for you to get an education, so you can go out here and. You know, be a productive citizen in the community, not just, you know, be like a 10 year bandsman. Um, right, right. Yeah. So, so, you know, what, what is your message, uh, to the kids, uh, the prospective students, uh, of Alabama and them? Because, you know, once, uh, you know, once January 28th hits, I know, you know, your phone's going to be blowing up. People going to be interested in coming. How uh, but for those uh, that don't know what they're getting, for those that just want to come shake their booty, man, what, what is your message to them? My message to them, uh, uh, kids, if you're coming to Alabama A&M or any other university, college university, your, your priority is to make sure that you make the best possible grades so that you guys can uh, earn a better living for yourself. You always want to elevate yourself. You want to do better than your parents. That's your parents' dream as well. But the bottom line, the only way you're going to do that is that you kind of uh, have to go in and be serious about your academics. And uh, it's sad here at A&M, we have had to turn kids away after their freshman year or after whatever year that their grades don't hit the, the uh, minimum requirements that it takes for them to keep their scholarships. Uh, so, you know, we, we don't spend a whole lot of time practicing. Our average practice day is maybe three hours to three and a half hours a day, and that gives everybody enough time to go home and study. My advice is that you guys just make sure that you, you study between classes, uh, study after class, study at night once you get through with practice, no matter where you are. You just got to be disciplined and find a time management system that works for you and stick to it because these four or five years can fly by in a hurry. And uh, we, we just, just got to make sure that we have career bandsmen out of our DNA as far as that goes. <laughs> at the end of the day, man, we all career bandsmen. 
Because <laughs> I see you still but, play. But walk away with a degree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> Carlton Wright, Director of Bears, Alabama A&M University. Uh, the Marching Maroon and White will be a part of the 15th edition of the Hunter Battle of the Bands, January 28th, 3 o'clock at the Georgia Dome, uh, along with Alabama State, Alcorn, Benedict College, Bethune, Cookman, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern, and Winston-Salem. And somebody said Jackson State was just too scared to show up, but that's another story. All right, so Carlton, <laughs> Carlton. Well, I always enjoy talking to you, man. You know, we take jabs at each other, but it's all about that love, man. You know, if you can't have fun joking, then you don't need to have fun at all. Hey, so that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Absolutely, man. Carlton Wright, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on January 28th. Great. Take care, brother. All right, man. All right, great stuff right there. My guy, Carlton Wright, director of bands, uh, Alabama A&M University. The Marching Maroon and White will be in the house Saturday, January 28th for the Honda Battle of the Bands, the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands. And for those of you listening that, that, that heard us and are going, what? Did Robin Carlton just clown Jackson State? Absolutely. That's what you call band shade. <laughs> the shade is real <laughs> ain't that what they say <laughs> alright anyway man shouts out to Jackson State uh, but that about do it for uh, this week's show uh, don't forget to um, uh, follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at HBCU Report and uh, remember when we're not here we're there there is sportsnewsandbrews.com uh, we are officially about to uh, get back to work from, from our uh, holiday break and so for those of you that have been going to the website like, man, what the hell is going on here? Well, you know, we took a break. And what Bernie Mac say when black folks break, what we do, we break. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, that about do it uh, for this week's show. So uh, next week, uh, we will continue. Bang, you airy. Bang, you airy. Bang, you airy. Yeah, it's bang, you airy. I just made that up. Yeah, bang, you airy. January, Honda Battle of the Bands. It's like a play on words, kind of. Yeah, well, it works for me. I'm not sure about you, but it works for me. So we will continue Banuary next week as we continue our preview of the Honda Battle of the Bands, the 15th edition of the Honda Battle of the Bands. And remember that you can hear us in more than one way, not just Spreaker.com, but also iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play Music for Android. Okay. All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm about to go out here and play in the snow that didn't happen here in my uh, section of Atlanta. So you guys be good, and uh, we'll talk next week. HBCU Report, Rob Calloway, out. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.